1: and welcome back to Unpacking the Box Podcast.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9.
1: With Catherine, owner of House of Body, which is a adult novelty company. Hello, how are you?
0: Hi, hi. I love how folks say that; it always warms my heart. <laughs> I love it.
1: First of all, okay, I've been, <laughs> I've been practicing. Like I'm gonna say, it like this body. I love it.
0: <laughs> yes, you gotta say it with your whole self. <laughs> yes, I love that name. Where are you from? I, oh, that's always a harder question. It needs to be, (laughs) um, of body (laughs) and like my physical self is, um, centered in New Hampshire. However, I feel like I'm kind of from like all over. I lived in the DMV the longest. So that always has like a piece of my heart. I was born in Honolulu. My father was in the military. So I've lived in like a bunch of States in between. (laughs) Okay. Awesome.
1: Awesome. So how is, um, how is it, how is life like there in New Hampshire? (laughs)
0: it's there's obvious things it's cold it's um I mean the mountains are nice it's definitely not as diverse a state as I'm used to being in Mm -hmm. but it is also quiet so you kind of hope that you could just mind your business like get your spot leave everybody else alone right be what it is but um, I, I'd like to be able to go back to places where I felt more of a sense of community at some point in the future, real soon, tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. i feel you on that though. I, I understand. So let's get into House of Body. That's okay. Good. So I just, I love saying that. I love it.
0: Okay. So. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: yeah so what is the story and the inspiration behind you know why you started this company
0: yes so um house of body in its concept was technically a thing before it ever actually became like a business entity um I've been selling adult novelties for about four about five or six years and the spaces that I work was in the communities I was able to interact with, the things I was able to learn, it was great. I would never discount all of those experiences. However, in the capacity I was doing it, um, under the company I was in, it was hard to be able to see folks like myself represented in the kind of abundance that I know that we have. Um, I personally identify as a Black woman, as a Muslim woman, as a woman in the LGBTQIA community. Um, and I, I didn't really see any of that. And when it was kind of pushed or um, attempted to be advocated for, I just didn't think it got the kind of movement that it deserved. So instead of continuing to get really frustrated and be a part of a diversity plan instead of being highlighted in ways i know that folks within my intersection are so valuable i was like you know what we can we can do this i can do this on my own we can set out to create a space where black pleasure where Um, pleasure for folks who are multilingual, or pleasure for people who identify in queer communities and find home in those spaces, where um, pleasure for, for folks of religious cultures who might be able, might be trying to find how to be able to express what joy and pleasure and sensual wellness feels like on their body, even if it feels like it's in direct conflict with the teachings they might have grown up with, there's a space for us. There's a reason that we need these things. And there's a reason why our intersectionality matters. And that is why House of Body exists, because we deserve it, because we shouldn't have to constantly have our, our narratives be told from places of struggle and strife and stress and pain we deserve to also be like look I feel good this feels good I I want to just be in joy be in pleasure orgasm for this Mm -hmm. this moment why not we deserve it so that's um that's um, that's like the weight behind house of body anyway
1: I love that, and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted you to come on the show, because we kind of, and we talked a little bit before, we kind of do this, uh, the same thing, similar things, mm-hmm. and although yours is a different field than mine, but we're kind of doing the same, it's the same message that we're trying to convey, and the same narratives that we're trying to challenge, and I love that, I love that.
0: it really resonated with hearing the unapologetic nature of what you do, I'm like, oh, I can get with this, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: Yes, I thought the same way. I was like, yes, okay. She's speaking my language. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And plus, I love having these fun conversations because sometimes, you know, you got to let your hair down and, you know, get spicy and stuff. So I was like, we got to talk about this.
0: Exactly. Like, I feel like for, for communities of color, for Black folks specifically, we either don't talk about sex which leads to really unhealthy habits or you know dangerous circumstances that folks don't know how to navigate Mm -hmm. or we talk about it in like a really in a space where you can tell there was a gap in education which i don't blame us for but also there are resources to do something about that um or there's, like, this this shame, this taboo, like, let's just, like, sweep it under the rug. Like, I know it's there, but we're not going to talk about it. And then mm-hmm. there's people who will just, like, fly into a room and be like, you know, let's talk about it. Why not?
1: Right, because it's important. That's a, it's an important part of life. I mean, it is, you know, especially in relationships and even when you're not in relationships i mean sex is really a part of our our lives a very big part so i love what you do for sure now let's get into these products that you sell i was like Uh, i'm gonna have to purchase some stuff from my sis (laughs) (laughs) yes so i'm gonna go into a couple of products that i saw that i want to talk about and then you know if you have like something that you want to talk about we can do that okay so the first one I saw, I was like, mm, this looks interesting. Phenon. Um, Phenon. Oh my gosh. That's a best <laughs> <sentence>. <laughs> people... Listen, I, I was thinking that. I was like, oh, wow. this That looks... Mm-hmm. I do even have words.
0: Phenon <laughs> is... For some people, Phenon is a game changer, really. So... Um, Given that this is an audio kind of situation, I'll describe that it is a toy that is worn on your hand. Um, There's a sleeve of sorts that goes over two fingers and the sleeve kind of continues down into the palm area where there is a bullet style vibrator that sits at like the bottom most part of your palm, kind of close to your wrist. So that if you are using this for internal stimulation. If you're sliding the two fingers inside of someone, the, the bullet vibrator actually can be used, if you have a vulva, it can be used to stimulate the, the clitoris. So now you've got like this insertion fuller feeling with also the vibration on like a really sensitive area. Like it's it's a lot of fun. It stays strapped to your hands. So like you just upgraded your fingers, which like, <laughs> that's you know, um, right. Yeah. And it's inexpensive, which like people will get super excited about it and then they'll click on it and they're just like, oh, like I can get this right, right now <laughs> <Get> a <safe laughs> of a sandwich. Let's do it. <laughs> right. And we will
1: make sure that we put the link in the um, notes and everything so that they can look at, you know, all this, this goodness going on here. Yes. So now the other thing I saw was all of light that looked pretty interesting all of the too. Lights. Mm-hmm. All of
0: the lights is fun. So one thing, number one, all of the lights is an anal plug. It comes in three different sizes. It is um, metallic, but the base of the toy lights up in different variations and stuff like that. So like you can legit put on a whole like twerking show. It'll be an entire vibe. Um, <laughs> what i think the exciting part about it is is that a lot of people think anal sex is going to be like hard or painful or uncomfortable for whatever personal reasons they might have all of the lights like puts a fun element on the entire thing so you can get a smaller one so that it's approachable um and kind of work your way up if you want to work your way up or if you just want to stay in that kind of range so that you can kind of relieve yourself of the potential for discomfort in your mind anyway a lot of anal sex is very very mental but then when you turn on the light like it's hard to stay super strapped into your insecurities if you're <laughs> laughing so when you when you got a whole like booty party going on like all of the like that's what it is that's the first thing right. I'm, really of. I'm just like this is a, a turn up for like people. It's awesome it's awesome
1: <laughs> yes but you know what that's super creative of you though like it gets super creative that's when I saw the lights I was like that's creative for real
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes a lot of fun like there's butt plugs with tails with sparkles, with jewels with lights, with, I mean, it can get fun, but people have to be able to engage in the conversation to realize there's an entire world some folks are missing out on.
1: Yes. And what about uh, Orange Crush?
0: All right. Ooh, yes. I like the way you said it. Let's start there.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Orange Crush is, or, not is, Orange Crush, um, is one of the few items that is not actually named for a like black pop culture reference. So, so many of our items are named after like R&B songs or hip hop songs or movie Mm -hmm. references. And if that movie had like a hit single, we'll like put that on the connected House of Body playlists. So Orange Crush is one of the few items that doesn't actually fall into that category. it is what is considered like a a dual stimulator so the there's a shaft portion and then there's like a a clitoral vibrating portion a lot of people think of them like rabbit vibrators which really like the technology around that style vibe is so vast now it's kind of limiting to just call it that but I'll say it so that people can understand the kind of shape we're talking about. But the fun thing about the Orange Crush, besides the fact that it is literally the color of orange sugar, which is dope because so many people are over the like, pink is for girls, black Mm -hmm. is for boys. It is a
1: a pretty color. I love it.
0: Isn't it? It's the color of a sunset. This particular manufacturer has an entire line of these toys that are supposed to be very like, California-esque. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely an RNG sunset, but the highlight of this one is that it self thrusts. So you can set the vibration setting, which is on one motor, and then you can set the thrusting, which is on another motor and kind of get like double trouble on the whole thing. So it's, it's an entire upgrade to what people might think of as a classic rabbit style vibe
1: yes listen y'all need to go okay after y'all listen to this episode y'all need to go right to this website okay and support because let me tell you okay double trouble okay who trying to get into double trouble tonight
0: Double (laughs) double trouble or like triple trouble it has a memory so it can leave off wherever you left it if you have a favorite setting quadruple trouble is it's waterproof so you can take it in a shower for instance so yeah I mean oh wow it, yes tech <laughs> is beautiful like people are so marveled by what their phones can do for instance but these little computers are in everything including our toys so the tech is is a lot of fun
1: that's nice that is dope I've never like the, the memory and you can just come back to where you left off y'all like that's dope <laughs> <laughs>
0: get you some with yourself, with a partner, take a break, get a sandwich, breathe a little bit, stretch it out, come back. Like you can do what you need to do.
1: We back, like we never left. I love it. (laughs) Yes. So those were all the ones that I saw that I I really liked. I was like, okay. Do you have some other ones you want to talk about?
0: I, my personal favorite, and I don't know that it will ever change. And I look at obviously like hundreds of (laughs) items all the time and i just can't get over the versatility of on the website it's called the breathless and it is a neck and wrist harness so Mm -hmm. there's number one it's velcro bound which is really awesome for people who are kind of getting into a light or an intro to bondage for the first time because it's very easy to Um, put on, remove, and maneuver. So safety is very important. If somebody ever calls a safe word, feels uncomfortable, has a safe body movement cue, you can immediately undo the Velcro, which is really dope. So there's a portion um, that straps around the neck and that's connected to a part that goes down the the front of the body but the part that goes down the front of the body has rings on either side that you can then connect the wrist harnesses to which are again velcro closed. but it has like um kind of like these links and d-rings so you can move arms up or down the body but they stay where they are my favorite part of this item though is that you can turn it in reverse and then strap somebody's hands behind their back, which changes the game on positions, um, right. on the explorative factor, um, and still adjust whether or not you want their hands closer to like their shoulder blades or down low at like the top of the butt area. Um, it comes in black and it fits every kind of body type, looks good on every kind of person. It's so versatile. You can throw that bad boy in the washing machine in case things got a little fun and then use it again. <laughs> it's so durable and for its price point, you would expect that it be more and it's not, which is amazing.
1: Yes. And I, I was just going to ask you too with these, um, with your products, do you give like instructions or send things for people to like clean it? I thought that was pretty um, important.
0: Yeah, like, do so people safety, hygiene safety is incredibly important um, one way people can kind of engage with stuff like that is um, i'll do highlights on instagram so like i'll highlight certain toys um, i'm getting into more highlights of like how to's or cleaning or things like that but one really cool way is one i'm really accessible so anybody can always check in with me ask questions Um, Even if you don't get toys from me and I hope that you do, you should always be engaging with a retailer who can tell you what toys are made of. where they came from, what kind of materials you can use with it, how you should store it. You should be able to have an open line of communication with them. And you do at House of Body. Um, There's plenty of ways to reach out, to contact us, our emails, our um, text crew, our um, social medias, all of those things to be able to help folks pair the kind of toy that they have with the right kind of lubricant. Or um, the my favorite part is we offer a personal shopping service. So you can actually book me. And we'll sit down and we'll talk about what your mobility is like, what you are concerned about with you know, with your body or your sensations that you're looking for. You can even book it for you and your partner and talk about what kind of sensations you're both looking to achieve together or what new things you wanna try or what makes you nervous or what health things you wanna make sure to, to take into account. And I create a personalized cart around your desires. And you tell me the budget, I send you a cart you let me know approve it and you get your toys like you pay for the toys you get your toys so that's another cool way to make sure that you're getting everything you need um that's perfect for like busy people um for people who go on the website and they're like this is a lot of shit like i don't know i don't know what to do (laughs) right there's always help and access
1: I love that too. Cause you know, a lot of people, cause some people are like beginners, you know, with sex toys. And so, mm-hmm. and I love how you give so much information on your page. Like you guys, she gives so much great information. Like I've learned some things from just, you know, watching you and your videos. And I think that's so amazing, especially for people who are just, you know, maybe starting out with sex toys, they may not be sure what to do or they may have questions. So I think that's really dope of you to do those informational videos for sure. Thank you.
0: I try to make sure that it's as, as fun and accessible to, to people as possible. Like people can connect a lot of shame and guilt to sex or they think of it medically yeah. and communities of color do not, for very good reason, trust medical systems. So to be able to ask those kinds of questions in those spaces is unlikely to be very honest. So um, I appreciate being able to be an option for people whether it's with toys and even if they read the descriptions it'll let you know like the lubes and stuff um, or the, the cleaning products. Or the learning resources pages. That way people have more to, to go back on and to learn. Even if you want to be able to talk to the young people in your lives about sexual health. Like there's resources on houseofbody.com for that too.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and, and you mentioned something I was actually just getting ready to ask you about, you know, what? why you think there's such a level of shame associated with like masturbation and um, sex toys.
0: Mm. That's a really good question. Um, I think that our society status quo plays a lot into that. And I think that if we look at it in intersectional fashions, that shame is a little bit different for certain groups of people, right? So there's this kind of um, not quite encouragement, but definitely a whole lot closer to encouragement. If a child who identifies as a boy or a young, a young adult, teen boy, um, is exploring their bodies. If they're masturbating, it's expected. If they're, you know, twelve and behind a locked door, there's this this idea to like, oh, leave them alone. Like it's okay, it's natural. Whereas um, folks who don't have those same body parts, folks who have vulvas, people who identify as women or non-binary folks, there's this taboo around being able to take their own power into their own hands. There's this language around being dirty. Um, or shameful. I mean, even when most um, people who identify as women, for instance, when they think about the first time they realized their body was different, it probably wasn't them coming to that conclusion. There's so many stories I've heard of people, you know, young girls going to a pool for the first time and somebody's always trying to cover them up all of a sudden. And they're mm-hmm. just like, and they don't understand why all of a sudden my body has to be shrouded. And that carries with people. Um, Even when we talk to children and we name their body parts, Like we have to be able to be accurate so they know there's nothing wrong with the way that they exist as it is. So I I think that the shame starts really early. I think that in some spaces it's unintentional, like you don't realize you're ingraining those concepts, but it, it carries into adulthood. And the educational system is like, crap when it comes to to sex education so it's not really a surprise when people are kind of in the dark and thinking that there's something wrong with them because there's not a whole lot of resources or or resources on really loud platforms anyway there are plenty of resources but they're not being advertised well um really loud platforms to teach young people but also adults who never got the opportunity to be in the position as some young people might be today to learn what their pleasure even is how to access it the fact that there's nothing wrong with it um that they don't have to be in their heads and think that they are there's something wrong with them um Mm -hmm. you take that into your partnerships you take that into your child rearing like it's it's multifaceted um but i do think it's very intersectional
1: yeah i agree is that i really wanted to ask you that because i'm like i've heard i've been in conversations where i've heard people say things like well you know, why would you masturbate if you have a partner mm. or they'll say, why, why are you using sex toys? If you have a partner, they associate you masturbating with you not being with also that level of shame, but then also like you not having a partner. And mm-hmm. I just don't understand that. Cause I'm like, for me, I'm like, I feel like masturbation is awesome. Like, because first of all, you get to know how you want to be pleasured, how you like to be pleasured because you're doing it to yourself. So you kind of, you kind of learn what you like and what you don't like. Um so yeah. I don't I don't associate that with being, you know, with someone. You don't have to necessarily be with someone. You could be with someone or you could be alone. I don't think it really matters. And mm-hmm. and the same thing, you know, with sex toys cuz a lot of couples use it to spice up their, you know, their um relationships and their sex life.
0: Some people use it to spice up things, other people use it because there might be a disability folks are navigating, so this is the way to access pleasure, if there's a mobility problem, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, You brought up a really good point about, um, well, if you masturbate, then there there must be something wrong with someone being able to help you. And I kind of, it's a very frustrating point, but I try to reframe it for folks, right? Because Mm -hmm. these thoughts come from somewhere. And I think, okay, well, if I go and I make dinner for myself, is there something wrong because someone didn't do it for me? Why do I have to be dependent on someone else to be able to provide me with nourishment? And your sexual and sensual pleasure is no different. You don't have to become dependent on an external force to be able to help you. You can wash Mm -hmm. your own body, you can cook your own food, you can make your own money, you can pleasure your own self. Like these things are are okay. Um, So one, there's a level of of dependence that we have to break ourselves from. And two, I was talking about this in a recent um, conversation actually. And I asked the group, I'm like, if we really think about it, who does that kind of narrative serve? And again, if we talk about just specific kinds of folks, if we talk about marginalized people, this kind of concept of um, non-men owning their own pleasure, owning power or agency over their own bodies feels detrimental to the status quo. It feels like if you are allowed to be in charge of this really important and really powerful aspect of yourself what else might you rebel against now all of a sudden you think you've got like opinions and loud voices and fight in you and that's going to mess up the status quo as it is historically um women black women non-men trans folks are are taught to be subservient or beneath some other power at at large so Mm -hmm that's definitely going to creep into concepts around our self-pleasure. So when I hear statements like, well, if you masturbate, like it's probably because you don't have a man, I think, well, who, who does that narrative truly empower? And it's definitely not the masturbator, sir. So. Right,
1: exactly. I agree. I'm like, i like, I just, that just grinds my gears when people say that. I'm like, come on, like get to know yourself. okay get to know yourself because i i I think it's an amazing thing yeah you know
0: and that kind of hierarchy really doesn't serve like more often than not the men folks saying that too yeah Um, it also divorces them from levels of pleasure if you're thinking you have to be dependent upon somebody else to be able to pleasure you what happens if there's a disconnect in what that looks like if your concepts of pleasure are different than your partner if your concepts of um, frequency are different than your partner. Now you're not in a mental space to be able to openly converse about how to bring that into alignment because you think that their, that your pleasure is their problem and it's your responsibility. So now you're, you're kind of cutting that part of your relational communication in half. Um, and also you are, uh, you'd be missing out on the world of novelties available to just penis havers, like, because- Right pleasure is somebody else's problem you're missing out on like warming sleeves and perennial vibrators and anal toys crafted just for prostates like you, we can't even get into that conversation because you're like looking for someone else to pleasure you and you could do it yourself
1: <laughs> right listen it's 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 levels okay <laughs> like it's levels to this thing I love yes. it <laughs> <laughs> yes so when you are not like busy with house of body mm-hmm. like what do you like to do for fun
0: I'm a freaking nerd I like reading <laughs> or writing and um making sure that my fiance knows that I think she exists because this takes up a lot of time and energy obviously so every now and then, yeah. I'll up for my computer like hey beautiful <laughs> um <laughs> And, and yes, but, but words are incredibly, incredibly important to me. Um, I write poetry, I've performed before. I'm two times published in a collective when I was in school. Um, I own almost 200 books. I love cooking. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a nerd and a homebody. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's nothing wrong with that. What is your, what's your all-time favorite book or movie or both?
0: Ooh, I can't, I can't, I don't. I have a favorite genre. I can do that. Okay. Um, so when I was younger, like I definitely took to adventure and fantasy more than other types of stories because of just how I felt as a young person. And it allowed me, a space of escape so I always love a story I can imagine if I can be like transported to another world or realm or things like that then um that's that's my jam like nonfiction is dope and history needs to be told and we need to be able to tell our own history as it is however am I going to own an abundance of those books probably not um <laughs> is also a really good way to to engage with that because you're like imagining being in that moment and in that space. So genre is like adventure fantasy type of fiction. Yes. Okay. I can, I can dig that.
1: I like it. So what about, do you watch TV movies? You have an all-time favorite movie.
0: All-time favorite movie. I don't know about an all-time favorite movies. I like anime and I like animated movies, which are very different. Um, Right. (laughs) like animated movies or really well done children's movies. I love that so much. I just feel like it's already hard enough to be in the real world. So Mm -hmm. anything that I do leisurely is going to be like, not here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My day today is going to be creative. It's going to be some kind of way to take a break from how, ridiculous and dangerous and wild and heartbreaking the actual world is Mm -hmm. so animated movies anime um things like that I really like
1: so I know so many people that are like big fans of anime and I will be honest I have never watched it I really had like never any desire to watch it but people I mean people hype it up so much I'm like I might have to just try and see because I really want to know what the hype is about because so many people I know love it
0: yeah it's uh, number one like I tell folks who have never watched anime before that there's always something for everyone like period my fiance is in the same boat like she had never bothered with it however like I know she likes sports for instance Mm -hmm. I know she likes things where there's like competition or like a really dope story so I would put on things like that, like things where she can engage with stuff that she would like to watch normally and then it's like, oh, okay. Um, If somebody likes romance, there's a ridiculous number of sappy ass animes. Like, (laughs) there's an endless amount of that. Take your pick. It's going to be adorable and corny and perfect Um <laughs> <And> somebody <laughs> likes fighting and, and tournament style stuff that's my thing I love when there's like competition and action scenes and stuff like that like there's that out there so I would start with what you like um or start with what's popular and work your way from there
1: <laughs> I'm gonna try that now I do love okay so I, I would like the romantic sappy ones but also I'm into action action and good fight scenes like it's I love a movie with a good fight scene so yeah I'm gonna have to try that out
0: definitely definitely try it out it's a it's a lot of fun and like I said it's it provides a cool escape um and to be able to engage culturally in a fun way with someone else's culture because it's not it's it's Japanese mm-hmm. so um to be able to engage in a new way with that is really cool
1: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I'll tell you how it turned out I'm gonna try. Yeah, do
0: that. <laughs> ones you watch, especially if you like, give more than one a chance. You're like, okay, let me get sappy over here, let me get action over here, and see what shakes out. Yeah. We figure
1: that out. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna do that. Now, I I heard you say you like cooking. Do you have a favorite
0: meal? Favorite meal? So, I I love like creating things and just like seeing where it goes. My mom loved, love, 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 loved food. Um. And so I was able to learn how to cook from her. And one of the things that she made when I was younger used to be the only way I would eat eggplant. Hated it every other instance. But when she made this, I was like, "Mm, okay, we can get in here. (laughs) Um, and it's like, it's like lasagna, except instead of the pasta, those layers are made of thin slices of eggplant and it is my (laughs) jam. I don't make it very often um my mom passed less than two years ago so it's hard to be able to create things that like are so distinctly hers Mm -hmm. but around you know her birthday or um anniversary of her past like things like that I'll make it and I've learned that it feels better if I make it in community last time I made it with a really good friend of mine and we just enjoyed how freaking awesome it tastes so I like that one the most for nostalgia but I really just love food like just like cooking. me like- too
1: me too oh my goodness I'm such a foodie like yeah just talking to one of my girlfriends and I was like you know you remember that movie eat pray love don't you just want to go and travel and just eat and try like all these different kind of foods <laughs> I literally would be like I would I would love that
0: when I travel that is a like a pillar of the experience like I love, love traveling. COVID was disrespectful. Right. (laughs) But (laughs) when I go places, like other people, they're just like, these are my excursions. Here's all of the amenities for where I'm staying. Like you prioritize what's important to you and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a vacation. However, me, I am very, very, very much researching the food of the place that I'm going. Like I knew when I close to home when I went to Canada, I knew I was going to gorge on Putin. I knew I was gonna try like French onion soup from someplace that's at least kind of French cause I hadn't been to France yet. Um, mm-hmm. I, knew I was gonna try very quintessentially like Canadian things. Even if I traveled domestically, the first time I went to Texas, I was hunting down the best brisket place in Dallas. Like I'm not, <laughs> I want to eat what people are good at where I am. Um, so I definitely, I definitely feel that it's very important to me. It's always on the itinerary <laughs> it's yes. always extra money for it. I am eating.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm right there with you. Okay. Cause some places I just go to only eat because I just, wants to eat you know so i i can resonate with you with that too because i've i search the same way like i gotta know but first of all when you go to you travel these places a lot of these places are known for certain foods in certain places so you just you have to you have to go to those places and try the, that food
0: right like if you went to mexico for instance and didn't have quintessential mexican food if you didn't have like street tacos the way they make them there if you didn't have Mm -hmm. your person who drinks like did you actually get the whole experience like you didn't actually go to Mexico you visited a resort that happened to be located (laughs) in Mexico that could be anywhere (laughs) right
1: (laughs) right like when I go to um well I I would love to go to uh New Orleans we're actually gonna plan that but like I have to like you're not like I'm yes (laughs) like I don't like I'm not trying to like I don't want to taste the bag nuts from Popeyes. I want to taste them from New Orleans. You know, like
0: oh, so it's wild that you say that. Like, <laughs> what's interesting is in the past year, New Orleans has come into my life in word or plan so often. Um, it started with planning my fiance and I's wedding. I was very determined, and still am very determined that all of our vendors are black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So. My venue was obviously going to be one of my largest ticket items and I'm like, I am only going to pay for a black owned space period. Mm-hmm. Um, and that landed us in New Orleans and we wanted to go, but we hadn't been yet. And then in the course of the entire year, it just it just keeps coming up. It keeps coming up in conversation. I'm booked for an event in July for a New Orleans um, Black Pride. I'm going to be visiting obviously for like wedding planning stuff for the wedding itself in this conversation and other conversations. <laughs> something is calling into new Orleans and I'm, ready. It,
1: it's meant to be, it's, it's meant good. to be. You supposed I'm, to
0: go. I'm so, And I'm going to eat while I'm there.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Are you a person that likes to take pictures of your food?
0: I think what happens is like I'm so excited to eat that the picture doesn't (laughs) happen. Like, I'm not going to argue if someone takes a picture of me consuming the thing. And I actually have started compiling like (laughs) these photos I have of me being really freaking excited around food. Like, there's a picture of me with this dorky dorky smile next to like a food truck stand <laughs> in Toronto because I saw a giant the only reason why I walked up to the stand was because they had a giant picture of Putin on the side and I was like oh I'm going over there and, <laughs> and let me just tell you I don't
1: care what they selling on a food truck the, the food on the truck is gonna be good like food, it's just something about a food truck and the food yes. that's coming off of the truck like it's just so good
0: my favorite was LA We had, my friends and I went to LA, we had street tacos in LA and I just feel like, and right before everything got shut, shut down for COVID, we Mm -hmm. all were together and realized we had the time and the money to be able to just take an impromptu trip if we felt like it, like the prices for tickets Mm -hmm. fell, everybody was staying home. Um, People were like working from home. So not spending money doing other things. And we legitimately, when I say legitimately considered, I mean, like the tickets were pulled up. Somebody just had to press the button legitimately. (laughs) We're like, let's go to LA, keep our masks on, get tacos, come home. Like we were going to do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love it yes listen I'm definitely planning my my Linnea's eat pray love travel trip and I can't wait and I'm definitely
0: a million pictures yes
1: yes now I was asking about the food pics because I'm definitely one of those people like Mm -hmm. I would definitely take food pics I love taking food pics I should I was thinking about making an Instagram page of just like food pics because that is totally me that's me
0: <laughs> There's so many people who do that and like they'll take pictures of food and I'm just like, oh, you ate that for real? There's some people that like this bomb, like do it. And tell me the places you're gonna go. Cause if I've been there, I'd be like, oh, you gotta yes. try that kind of food and that kind. I'm never like, I'm not always in love when people are just like, you have to go to this place. I love it when mm-hmm. people you know, suggest things and I can keep it in mind. But then you know, some people get super invested in a trip they're not going on and get mad that you didn't go visit the thing they told you to. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right chill out tell me what the food is where you're from if you're from a place and you're advocating for it great if you just visited I don't know (laughs) right (laughs) that's funny
1: (laughs) like hold on pipe down down. but yeah I feel you like because when that person is from there they know the spots yes so I I feel you on that so listen, I had a blast talking to you. You, you know, too. I knew
0: this was gonna be great. <laughs> yes.
1: But of course, you know, I can't let you leave without doing the segment that I love to do. It's my favorite part of the show. It's called uh called I Can't Talk, Unpack Your Box, which is basically when every guest gets one minute, nobody's counting, where you get to release whatever you want to, whatever you feel compelled to say, to get off your chest at the moment. The floor is yours.
0: Oh, Okay, I can just wait. Whoa, I wasn't like I can just say anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can say anything, whatever you feel like saying, whatever you want to get off your chest.
0: Okay. Um, I guess I'll use this as like a two-part kind of thing. One to advertise all of the amazing pride experiences that I have curated for House of Body. Um, so part one, Pride for folks who don't know is a celebration of folks who identify within queer LGBTQA. Um, communities, their histories, their legacies, their contributions to culture, um, the fact that we're dope as hell, whatever. (laughs) And I'll be vending at Women's of Color Weekend the first week of June, which is a multi-day pride celebration in Provincetown, Massachusetts, specifically aimed at um, folks who identify as non-men as women and are of color so i think that's a dope event and it's like the first in person event since covid kicked off so that's exciting um i'll be honored at the i'll be honored winning award at the sparkle awards which is a black indigenous palestinian queer celebration it's going to be their first go-round for that so it's really an honor to be able to to be recognized um house of body is hosting an instagram live with madam posh Um, and where she'll teach us rope 101 so that's gonna be exciting bondage game um on june 18th there'll be a talk about sexual abuse with somebody um jeremiah who runs the hands-off foundation and um talking about how to be able to navigate abuse and resources the 24th and this is one of my favorite events on the lineup is Strokeology with sexologist Goody Howard, who's going to teach us how to get our strap-on stroke game on point. Um, That's available for, tickets are available to purchase online at houseabody.com now. And June 29th, there's going to be Family for All Folks, which is going to be a panelist of birth workers, former nurses, an attorney, um, a donor, and we talk about um, how queer folks create family, what those blockages or or hurdles might be, but also the joys and some tools as to what um, birth workers can provide to that journey, and then to round out pride, which is really 365, but to round out pride, um, I'll be tabling at intersectional Thinking, which is a dope event happening as a part of New Orleans Black Pride. So I encourage people to definitely check in our email lists, follow us on the social medias because pride is lit. So that's the promo part. Um, If there's something for people to just personally take with them, understand that you deserve pleasure, especially if you identify as a Black person as a person of color, as an immigrant, as a disabled person, as a queer person, as a person of a marginalized gender, that's, you know, women, trans folks, non-binary folks, gender non-conforming people, you deserve to be able to feel joy in your body. That doesn't sound like the headlines all the time. That doesn't sound like the history that people decide to highlight all of the time. We didn't always start in spaces of pain you deserve to live in whatever joy means to you and sex and sensuality can be one very intimate very spiritual way to connect with that aspect of yourself and you deserve it so prioritize it
1: yes get into it and can we just pause for a more moment and talk about all the amazing things that you were Doing like (laughs) you are doing the damn thing. I'm like, you are booked and busy, and you're doing so many amazing things. So, y'all who are listening, give a hand clap to Catherine because you are, listen, you're doing the damn thing, and I I love it. I love it. I love to see people doing amazing things, and you are, you're inspiring. You inspire me. I'm so glad that we connected, and I came to the room and we connected on that first day. And nice. I will, Yes, and I will stay connected with you and I'm going to go on your website and purchase some items. And for the people that are listening, you guys better head over to Catherine's website, House of Body. You listen, if you want to have a booty party, if you want to yeah. get into some double trouble, quadruple trouble, <laughs> listen, we don't judge over here. Go do it.
0: <laughs> do not. Full permission, zero shame. Get it together. www.houseofbawdy.com Com.
1: yes and do you have any other handles or websites you want to drop for the people
0: i'm house of body on all the things i can get my hands on and responsibly manage so <laughs> uh, online at www.houseofbody.com on facebook instagram twitter um TikTok, soon to be youtube and fan base house of body on all of the things
1: yes you heard her listen Check in with her, purchase some products, all right, y'all? And y'all tell us all about it, and we are out. Yes. <laughs> Before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. You can also email me if you like at unpacking the box Podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you are enjoying the show, if you were a guest on the show, you know, if you just, just, just love the show. Make sure you leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts specifically. I don't know if you can do it on the other platforms, but I know for sure you can on Apple. So, yes, do that for your girl, especially if you're enjoying it. You know, let me know. All right, y'all. Be well.